0: With Shakespeare, you've got to be creative, you can't just give them the text and say, read it. It is a play and that's something you have to communicate to the students. You've got to get on your feet, you've got to get acting. Another way is for them to understand that it's poetry. And so first we looked at songs, just a modern day song. I picked Two Packs. Um, it's a song that he writes to his mother and he uses personification, metaphors. And I asked him also, why is he doing that? And they were oh, Miss because he's trying to tell us how strong an effect the, um, the cocaine and the drugs have had on his relationship with his mother. And it's interesting, why do writers use metaphors and rhyme and rhythm in this way? And from that, they were, I mean, they were all happy to discuss that. And then when I gave them a, a specific part where Romeo talks about Juliet having just seen Juliet for the first time, I asked them the same questions. What metaphors do we see? Why is he then using those metaphors? And I think it goes back to relevance. If they can see something in a sort of modern day context, I think that it's easier for them to then apply it to texts like Romeo and Juliet. ...to show that she stands out. Now how do we know she stands out? Teaching torches to burn bright. Films are a very important tool, I find, in teaching Shakespeare, especially if you have a reluctant audience, like my year 10s, who hear Shakespeare and groan. For example, Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. They recognise Leonardo DiCaprio, so automatically they have more time for him. Um, And I suppose that engages them. I didn't let them watch the whole film, though, because they needed to understand that was just an interpretation of the text we're looking at. But look at what you could do. One of the ways in which I've used a video clip is just at the beginning of the lesson, watching two university students talking about the language, because the focus on that lesson was iambic pentameter and language. Spirits and are melted into air, into thin air. Listening to students talk about it and how, how enthused they were about it, had a, I think had a positive effect on my students because it took their attention away from the teacher just talking about Shakespeare. Um, the fact that these clips are available on iTunes means that they can use it for homework as well. And also just to help their own understanding, they might not want to admit to me in front of a whole class. Yes, I didn't quite get that. But if I tell them, here's the link, if you want to read up on it, I think that's a fantastic tool. I find the fact that it's video makes it much more likely that they'll engage with the text. They spend a lot of time on the computer, so if they can just access something like iTunes, they've not had to do any work, they've just had to type in a few things, click and it's there. And that's an amazing resource. When I first tell, especially the younger kids, we're going to look at Shakespeare today, even if I've come with fireworks and lots of enthusiasm, it's, oh great miss, that's not even English, not again. Is that the one where Julia and Romeo kill themselves, even if they are not looking at Romeo and Juliet? One of the students in my GCSE class was quite vocal about his dislike for Shakespeare and then decided to slump in his chair. And I thought, right, it's my personal mission to make you love him. And um, I knew he had a girlfriend. So the minute I said, have you ever been in love or fancied somebody? His eyes sparked up and I asked him, how does your girlfriend make you feel? Miss, I get frustrated. Sometimes I feel depressed. Sometimes I'm in love. She takes over me. She makes me crazy. And it's everything that Romeo says when he's talking about Rosalind. I just said, there you go. And we sort of went in through that. He's around your rage, guys. And I think some of them were surprised to find there's a bit of a connection between me and this character that Shakespeare's created.